Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His steadfast love endures forever. Those words from Psalm 118 are the refrain on the lips of the church on this Sunday of divine mercy. At the same time, we hear the risen Christ entrust the great message of divine mercy to the apostles in the upper room with his words, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, even so I send you. Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. Let us remember that these words are not just command or instruction, because our Lord showed his wounds of the passion, especially the wound in his heart, to the apostles. Jesus was bringing his apostles, and thereby his church, into his mission of mercy. It was from this sacred heart that St. Faustina would see two rays shining, and Jesus would explain to her that the red one represented blood, and the white one, water. This takes us back to Calvary, when St. John saw the Roman soldier pierce the side of Christ with a spear, and there flowed out blood and water. The blood signifies the sacrifice of the cross and the gift of the Holy Eucharist. The water signifies holy baptism and the gift of the Holy Spirit. Divine mercy reaches human hearts only through the heart of Christ crucified. Jesus said to St. Faustina, I am love and mercy personified. In a most beautiful expression, St. John Paul II said that mercy is love's second name. Mercy is love's second name. As we come to understand what this means, we see that in its deepest and most tender aspect, mercy can take upon itself the burden of any need and has a strong capacity for forgiveness. Divine mercy can do this infinitely and perfectly. Human mercy can also do it, but to a lesser degree and kind. The revelations of divine mercy occurred to St. Faustina Kowalska in Poland between the First and the Second World Wars. Although the generations who lived through those cataclysmic events that scarred the world and its peoples have almost completely gone. It is incumbent upon us not to forget. Not only so as not to replicate in our time the horrible sufferings of millions of people, but also to be reminded each year on this feast how necessary it is for humanity to hear the message of divine mercy. Jesus told Saint Faustina 
that humanity will not find peace until it turns trustfully to divine mercy. The world of 2023 and the coming decades of the 21st century must hear the message of divine mercy, which will illuminate the way of mankind away from war, from mindless globalization, from a desire for domination, and from a human life without God. Yes, humanity needs to be touched and pervaded with the Holy Spirit, who is the gift of the risen Christ and the Father. There is no other way. As unpopular and exclusive as it sounds to postmodern ears, Christ is the only Saviour of the human race. No other religion, no political party, no ideology, no propaganda and no agenda can save us and give us eternal life. But there is another aspect of the message of today's feast day, and that is the mercy of fraternal solidarity between people, which is also the work of Christ through the Holy Spirit. He who is divine mercy personified also instructed St. Faustina to tell the world that to receive and experience divine mercy must also move us to practice mercy towards others. Experiencing divine mercy ourselves makes it possible for us to look with new eyes at our brothers and sisters with an attitude of unselfishness and concord, of generosity and forgiveness. This becomes concrete by engaging in the spiritual and corporal works of mercy that have marked the life of the Church since the beginning, as we hear in today's reading from the Acts of the Apostles. Our time is far removed from the horrors of the 20th century, but mercy is still needed so that we may face squarely and have an answer to the crisis that many feel about the meaning of life and the meaning of being human, male and female. While the individual needs are diverse and many, our world faces a severe severe deficit of defending the God-given dignity of every human person. It's not just poverty or discrimination that blights our societies. It's also the easy disposal of human life in the womb, in sickness and old age, in surgical remaking of the human body, in refashioning marriage and the family and imposing a tyranny of ideas and ideologies with the cancel culture that goes with it. Our world may be advanced in technology and knowledge and expertise, but it is poor, it's poverty-stricken in mercy. Perhaps you and I cannot do much, but we can pray and we can cry out from the heart, Christ Jesus, I trust in you.